Welcome to the Road to Reinvention podcast. I'm your host, Sherelle Dorsey, tech founder, author, speaker, and networking connoisseur. After several successful businesses and what many would consider a life well-lived, I found myself struggling after earning all of my gold stars to answer the simple question of what's next. Once you've done everything you said you would do and then some, do you create just another goal? Do you hang it up? Do you pivot and show up in a new space? Do you do something you're passionate about and damn proud of? Or do you once and for all decide to put that kind of energy into your personal life and put the work aside? I don't know yet, but I have tons of friends and colleagues and people I admire that have tracked this same journey who will be joining us this season to bear it all. How they answer the question that left them puzzled after earning the highest of highs. Join me in tuning in to hear from those who learn to navigate their own road to reinvention. Welcome to another episode of The Road to Reinvention. I'm so excited about today's guest, Rebecca Billiard. Rebecca is an entertainment lawyer currently serving as Associate Corporate Counsel at Amazon Music. You may have heard of it. Rebecca is a brilliant problem solver with experience across technology, music, sports, film, fashion, hospitality, and live events industries. Her expertise has been relied on by companies like CBS, Sony Music, and Emmys Communications. She has served as an advisory board member for the Sports Business and Leadership Association and as an ambassador of African-American arts for Miami's Perez Art Museum. Rebecca is also a noted speaker on diversity and the entertainment industry, on women's equity, building a career in law, and so much more. She's presented at Howard University, the Black Professional Summit, Lionsgate, and more. I am so thrilled to welcome Rebecca to the Road to Reinvention today. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Rebecca, I got a chance to meet you through a mutual friend, Angelina Darsaw, who's also on an episode of the Road to Reinvention this season. And what I love so much about your story, and I think all of the stories that are taking shape in your life, is your, your story isn't necessarily around, like, major like relocation change or career change or you know these kind of huge like monumental shifts right your reinvention has happened in a series of steps sort of like internally and you're someone who's continued to grow and to pivot within this space let's talk about your experiences and your personal transformation sure um it's interesting that you say that, yes. I think sometimes people think that when you're going through this transition, it needs to be grand in order for it to be effective or um, pivotal. But for me, a lot of those transitions have been small baby steps towards you know, a goal that I have in mind. Um, something that comes to mind is you know, my first um, transition from working in a big law firm to working uh, for an organization for working for Amazon Music. And that really just happened because, you know, I remember perfectly, I was in the kitchen one day, I was washing dishes, and I was telling my friend on the phone, who at the time, um, she was with um, Prime Video, and I was like, you know, I really want to shift my practice and focus solely on entertainment and music. Right now, my practice is, you know, it's very varied, and I'm doing a ton of different things, but I want to have that focus. And it's interesting, because I just by saying it out loud to my friend, 
Um, that was like half of the battle, right? We mm-hmm. think about these things a lot, but we don't even speak them into existence or let alone act on them. So um, for me, that conversation actually led to that job because sure enough, that friend went back and told one of the attorneys um, at Amazon Music, like, you know, there's this great woman, she'd be really good for your organization. Then a week later, I found um, a message in my inbox on LinkedIn saying, hey, we're hiring, you should apply. Wow. Um, Could you imagine if he had not open your mouth to say anything to like speak that desire into existence. I think about that all the time. I think about like, what if I didn't call her that day? What if I wasn't like, you know, I was washing dishes. I was trying to find something to distract me. I was just trying to like, okay, if I'm going to have to do all these chores, let me at least have a conversation (laughs) with a friend. And I just thought to myself, like, if you didn't even have the courage to just say it out loud, Mm -hmm. this opportunity wouldn't have come to you. Yeah. And What's interesting, too, is that like it sounds like such a dream opportunity, right? One of the biggest companies, most successful companies in the world, um, such a prominent you know position, like hanging out at the Grammys, <laughs> hanging out with artists, like being able to negotiate good like big deals. But evolution and reinvention does not stop, right? It, it didn't stop with you getting the the job or the opportunity. It's a continuous process. And we were speaking earlier before we started recording around, you know, this idea of being in the middle mm-hmm. of reinvention yes, and how significant that place and that process is. Yes. And like, talk to me about like that middle, that like kind of sticky liquid that happens right before you become a butterfly. Like, and even though it's uncomfortable, like it's still so important. I love the way you, you worded that. Um, it's definitely the caterpillar phase of it yeah. right now. Um, and, you know, even in this role, I had realized that like, there is so much more that I can be doing. And I just felt that I wasn't totally living mm-hmm. out my purpose and that mm-hmm. um, I was almost limited. Obviously, you know, people think of lawyers. They, there's very little creativity that goes along with being a lawyer. And I just felt that I was like stuck in this box and that I mm-hmm. had to stay in this confined space and that I couldn't be creative and that I couldn't think outside the box. Mm-hmm. So in that role, I started to realize that like, I need to figure out how to transition into a role where I'm able to use these different skill sets that I feel like just they aren't getting tapped into. Um, And it's very difficult because I don't have all the answers. You know, I don't know exactly how to make this happen and I'm in the midst of it. But I think the most important thing, again, is having that courage to say it out loud and to start taking those steps to move in that direction so that I can be living in my purpose and I can be doing more meaningful work. Mm -hmm. Even though you mentioned like law, there's not a lot of space for creativity, but you're able to be in a creative space or create a field, a creative industry. And so it's like being surrounded by creativity versus I believe in your kind of corporate law experience, that just was not the case. And I remember you sharing, you know, some of your story of that transition of not always being treated fairly, of having to really fight for, you know, your fair compensation fair titles and sort of all of these challenges that can happen within the workplace. And I think it's so bold of you to say, Hey, like I deserve more Mm -hmm. and I want more and I'm going to ask for more and not stay stuck. Yeah. Even as the transition's happening and you're trying to figure things out, but maybe you can share a little bit more about that journey and that process now that you're kind of on the other side. Yeah. Um, I'm a big believer in closed mouths. Don't get fed. The answer will always be no if you don't ask. Mm -hmm. So for me, really the way that I look at it is that I will be in the same position by not asking if I don't ask. So just take the risk and 
ask the questions. You know, we, I used to teach this workshop prior to COVID, before COVID, I like to say BC. <laughs> um, and I, the, the title of the workshop was called Shoot Your Shot in the Professional Arena. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people would talk all the time about like shooting their shots in like their personal life, but the same way you do that, you know, in your personal life, you have to do that in yeah. your professional life. If you do not advocate for yourself, who's going to do it for you? Mm-hmm. If, if you don't, you know, and sometimes, you know, people will put their head down, go in the corner, work really hard. And while I think that's important, no one's going to come and say, hey, look at all of that you've accomplished. It is up to you to be able to keep track of that record and to show why your work is important and how it brings value to that organization and then how you need to be compensated fairly for that. And, you know, we hear about it all the time that, you know, men and women don't get compensated equally. Black women, Latina women, they just don't, there's there's no equal compensation. But if you don't actually say something and try to change that, it's going to stay the same. So in, in my perspective, it was just really important. You know, I'm a lawyer to begin with, right? If I can't, if I have to advocate on behalf of my clients, but I don't know how to advocate on behalf of myself, we have a big problem. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think going back to this point of, um, you know, creativity, because I think a lot about like reinvention is even just reimagining yourself, whether it is your professional life or your personal life, because we all still are very human at the end of the day, right? We still are transforming our relationships with our families. We're transforming our relationships to ourselves, more Mm -hmm. important. Um, especially as like our careers start to change and shift directions, our responsibilities start to expand. Can you talk a little bit about your personal reinvention, you know, and how maybe you've navigated that and and what has been super important for you as you've even reimagined yourself and ask those deeper questions? Definitely. um, It's, it's so important that, you know, we talk about careers and all these things, but if we're not right within, and if we don't really have solid foundation within, nothing else is gonna fall into place. And for me, um, even now, I, I, I was raised in a Haitian household, and if you know anything about Haitians, they, you know, you have a few options of what you can be when you grow uh-huh. up, and that's kind of what it is. You could be a doctor, you could be a lawyer. Like, there's, there's very few things that, you know, get stuck in our head as kids, and from our parents who, you know, they, this is what they know. This is what they know, right? And I don't blame it on my parents yeah. for kind of pushing this, um, you know, go to law school, go do this. But I think it's important to honor yourself. And it's a, you're allowed to change your mind. You're allowed to evolve. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay in this one space. And that's even personally, you know? Some of the things that I thought, you know, would bring me happiness didn't bring me happiness. Mm-hmm. And then I had to kind of, you know, it's a lot of it's very important just to be self-aware and understand yeah. like what works for you and what doesn't work for you. And if it doesn't work for you anymore, you have to, be, you know, come to terms with that and figure out, you know, just really truly be solution oriented and saying, okay, I've been doing this for this long and it's, you know, caused me A, B, and C and I'm not feeling this is right for me anymore. How can I shift? And, you know, for me, I know that was a yeah, therapy, a professional, there was a lot of people pouring into me and that allowed me to, you know, say out loud the things that I like desired and dreamed of and just realizing that like, it's okay to shift. It's okay to change your mind. And you know, just because people know you as this one way doesn't mean that you can't evolve. And you're reintroducing yourself to people um, continuously Yeah. at the end of the day. I wanna backtrack a little bit into the idea that the things that were maybe once bringing you joy or happiness were no longer relevant 
how did you deal with that transition? Because it takes definitely a deep level of awareness to know, hey, this is no longer. But like, what did that look like for you? Like, what were those things? You know, there are so many um, examples of women I saw that were in similar positions that I were that I was in, and that just wasn't finding fulfilling work, and they weren't, um, you know. They say like lawyers have a very high rate of depression and anxiety. And mm-hmm. um, one situation that really hit home for me was um, Ch- Chelsea, former yeah mi- yes. yeah the former Miss USA. She is also she was also a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And just days before her death, she would talk about all these like microaggressions at in the workplace and like how it impacted her mental health. And I think to myself like someone has to really be going through. A tremendously difficult time to end their life the way that she ended her life and it kills me because she's a black woman just like me we are of similar age doing similar type of work mm-hmm. and I see a lot of us struggle but a lot of us kind of just we're taught to suck it up right you're taught to suck it up move forward keep pushing through but there comes to a point when you need to say to yourself like if this isn't working we yeah. have we have to change it yeah like people find validation in titles and in in, in jobs and their salary and this and that and the third. But if you're really not happy and you have all these things, what is the purpose? Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, the biggest goal in my life is to be happy. Yeah. Like yeah. as simple as that sounds like, you know, it's, I want to be successful in my career. I want to be successful in anything I pursue. But ultimately if this is, you know, sucking the life out of me, then maybe this isn't where I need to be anymore. And, um, I think we just have this notion where we just need to push through and just go through that struggle when no, if it's not working, it needs to be changed. I had a mentor that once told me you need to go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Mm -hmm. And if you're not happy, you're not going to thrive. You're not going to flourish. So what shift do we need to make so that we can be in that position to, you know, thrive and succeed? And you made some concerted shifts, um, especially during times of turmoil professionally, And it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to say, this doesn't work for me. I am not in a safe space, Mm -hmm. emotionally, mentally, Mm -hmm. um, psychologically, um, be it at work, maybe even within relationships, romantic or or platonic um, or professional at Mm -hmm. that. And being able to kind of pull back and have the courage to say, I'm going to shift, I'm going to change. And I'm willing to even take advantage of the next opportunity where now a different version of me is required, mm-hmm. right? Because you didn't start in the entertainment law space. And then you made that transition. I can imagine that the courage it took to make the transition, but then secondarily, the courage it takes to say, I'm jumping into something completely new. Mm-hmm. This requires a new version of me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to figure it out. How did you walk through that? You know, I am currently walking through it. Mm. I, I can't say that I'm on the other side, but yeah. you know, a lot of the times people don't go for what they want to go for because they think it will take too much time mm-hmm. or they feel like they've already invested so much time into this organization or into this relationship right. and they don't want to really give it up. You think about opportunity cost or... Exactly, yeah. exactly. I've come this far, I may as well keep keep on trekking pouring into this but right, sometimes right. you're pouring into a broken cup so you can do all the pouring you want but if it's broken then it's that water is going to keep seeping out mm-hmm. and and for me you know 
how I justified it with myself is that the time will pass anyways. The time mm-hmm. will pass anyways, so might as well do something that I want to do and invest my time in something I want to do um, because the time's going to pass. Whether yeah. I'm sitting in the same position or, or transitioning, you know, it doesn't matter how long it's going to take, the time's going to pass. So, so might as well focus on what it is that you really do want and not be in a position where you're settling and you know, you're not really giving yourself a fair shot what it is that you really want to do. Yeah. I want to go back to, you know, the reference point on on the parallels between yourself and Chelsea Mm -hmm. being in this, this legal space, Mm -hmm. having to do a lot of suck it up as a woman, as Mm -hmm. a woman of color, Mm -hmm. especially within the legal field. And I didn't know you shared some of the, the statistics and some of the realities of this space of high rates of depression, um, anxiety, and all of the things that follow that when you're trying to cope, um, you know, in a way that's not as healthy because you're trying to find some level of a center in a space that is really harsh. Mm -hmm. Can you speak a little bit more to the perception of who and should be included in these spaces? And how do we start to deal with being in challenging spaces, but being able to ask for that help mm-hmm. um, so that it so that the journey maybe is a little less detrimental, but you're not facing it alone. Yeah, um, it's a re- really good question because I think oftentimes when we are in spaces that mm-hmm. we don't necessarily see people who look like us, we feel pressured to, to know it all and to have all the answers. Um, I know for me, for instance, you know, I was in my practice group, there was only a few black women out of over a hundred attorneys. And I felt that pressure to, you need to be point, you need to be on point every single day, every day, show up. And and especially, you know, there's just no, there's no room or space for, there's no room for error. Like you have to come prepared and knowing ABC, like you just need to be on your game, but that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not realistic. We all are in a space where you're continuously learning, you're continuously growing, you're continuously developing and evolving. And if you don't give yourself that space to grow, mm-hmm. you, you literally are hindering your, your growth by by coming in saying, I know it all. Um, so for me, again, it was a struggle of like, how do I get better and improve? But also, I don't want to come off as though I'm not, you know, competent and capable. Right. Um, but, you know... There will be people along the way who will support you and who will give you, you know, um, the mentorship that you need. And um, then there will be people who don't. And it's really important that you don't internalize. I mean, there, there, there are people who say negative things all the time, but I can't internalize that mm-hmm. because this person's thoughts about me are, are their thoughts and I'm going to keep it with them and I'm not going to internalize it because, you know, I have to remember that they don't have my best interest and I have to keep positivity around me. They talk like, um, I can't remember what the quote is, but like a flower can't bloom without the sunshine, right? If your environment is negative, it's going to be very hard for you to thrive. And that's why it's so imperative that you keep people, not just like, you know, like personal relationships, but professional relationships. You need to have a spirit of positivity in order Mm -hmm. to thrive. So, yeah. And you speak so much to like mentorship. I think you referenced a couple of times having a mentor, Mm -hmm. you know, doing therapy. And I feel like you live a lot of your best life. Like you are traveling (laughs) the world. You are also enjoying family. I love how much like family is a big part of your life. And there seems to be this more well-rounded, holistic Mm -hmm. 
you know, version of yourself as you're maybe taking up space in various areas professionally, but personally as well, there are so many tools it seems like you're tapping into. So maybe for our listeners who are trying to navigate their space, their field, Mm -hmm. maybe it is tough. Maybe they're experiencing, you know, the same level of experiences, you know, being in rooms where, you know, they are the only one or they're one of very few. Um, Maybe you can speak to that idea around these various tools that exist and maybe how to tap into those. Yeah, no, I think um, finding your tribe is like one of the most important things that you can do for yourself. Um, We don't have to do it by ourselves. And in fact, there are so many resources and I know sometimes in the black community, people look at therapy and there's a stigma about, you know, needing help or whatever it may be. And, you know, I, I think to myself, like, if you were sick, you'd go to the doctor. And if you're struggling emotionally, you know, I'm all, I'm a huge advocate for therapy, whether I'm feeling bad or not. Like I don't miss that therapy appointment for yeah. like, I don't miss it. Yeah. <laughs> it's on my calendar. It's staying on my calendar. <laughs> I, I, it's a priority. It's a commitment, but then also like letting your guard down. Like for me, I have my sister and I tell her, you know, she knows the worst parts of me, the best parts of me and really not trying to have it all together all the time. Like mm-hmm. some days you're going to be crying a lot and you don't even know why you're crying. And you know you have to accept that there are going to be bad days or going to be good days, um, and then like not being scared to to ask people for help, even professionally. There can guarantee you nine times out of ten, there is someone who is doing exactly what you want to do. Yeah. There's no need to reinvent the wheel. If you mm-hmm. can identify who those people are, identify what steps yeah. they took in their path and in their journey, and implement that, yeah. you know that's half the battle. Yeah, you don't get any gold stars for doing it all alone and all mm-hmm. by yourself, but you do get burnt out. <laughs> exactly. You definitely get burnt out. Yeah, um, yeah I love I love that commitment to therapy. Uh, Rashawn Miller was on an episode, and he's a, a, a licensed therapist mm-hmm. and clinician and has um, you know several uh, practices that really help um, black and brown you know communities really reduce the stigma mm-hmm. of mental health. And I love how you talk about, hey, it's on my it's on my calendar, mm-hmm. like regularly, like my nail appointment or my doctor's appointment or what have you. It is an ongoing yeah. component of, of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really important. And I really appreciate you just sharing that publicly. I, I love now that people say, hey, like my therapist said, you know, like that is like <laughs> we're getting more comfortable. It's definitely such a change in culture. It. Yes, yeah, it's yes. such a change in our culture that like, hey, this is what I've learned from my therapist. And I think that, you know, creating those space of safety for ourselves. You know, you even mentioned just the close relationship with your sister. Your sister knows the best, the worst, She's you seen know, me at all stages, <laughs> at all stages. I mean, how important is it for you to have people in your life that can see you and where you can let down some of that guard? It's a deal breaker. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine life without my sister. I literally, I think about it all the time. Like something ever happened to her, <laughs> might as well take me too. Because, um, she's really just such a source of like, I mean, she's so inspirational to me and she keeps me so grounded. And she, yeah. you know, there are times when we get kicked down and, and she reminds me of who I am and what I've accomplished and what I'm capable of accomplishing and what I've overcome. Mm-hmm. And like, it's so easy to just go just be hard on yourself and like forget about all this you know you've you've made it through every rough day and you will continue to make it through Mm, every rough day yeah and for me you know she's always been that person that I can go to any time of the day anywhere and um it's interesting though because 
yeah, I talked about my therapist, but I, I also have a professional coach. I, I wanted to have someone in my corner that can help me, you know, through my career and make sure that I stay, you know, with this trajectory that I have in mind. And everyone around me was like, you talk about your sister a lot. And, and I was like, I do. She She's like, you know, I mean, she's my big sister and she's just, she gets it. She gets me, she gets life. And she's just been such a monumental part of who I am today. Um, I love so. that. I love that so much. Um, those relationships are so significant and there's, you talk about, you talk about tribe, I think just so beautifully. And I think just being able to honor those in your life who allow you that space to be exactly who you are mm-hmm. is just so like <laughs> rough super, on the edges right? and everything. You could just show up as is and yes. no judgment. And you know, you still, it's a, it, like you said, it's a safe space, it's a safe mm-hmm. space to, to, to just kind of unwind and say what it is without, you know, sugarcoating anything and get that, you know, you, you, people pour into you and that's just so important. As yeah. much as it is important to pour into others, having that come back is, is just as important. What I love about what you said about your sister is she reminds you of the things that you accomplished. Mm-hmm. And as much as we talk about reinvention, leveling up, all of these terms that we use to always get to the next level because it's like we're always chasing the next promotion mm-hmm. or the next opportunity, the next trip, the mm-hmm. next whatever it is. Yep. There's always like the next, the next, the next. Yep. And to have someone who reminds you like, look at what you've already done yeah. mm-hmm. and how critical that could be to our understanding of who we're becoming. Yeah. Because it's like, yes, you've accomplished these things and you accomplish these things at various, in various times and iterations of yourself and of your life. And mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, you, you get to the other side, you realize like, yeah, like that was really tough. Yeah. But, but I did, did that. But she did like, that. Like you got through yeah. law school. Like I almost, I barely got through journalism school. All, <laughs> I, all I had to do was write stories. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah. no, no. Don't discredit yourself. It's, they're all challenging. Everything has its but challenges. But I didn't have to read but... like tort law and like what have you. Ooh, child, but, PTSD. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think yeah. so much about how for so many of us, when we think of reinvention, it's almost like we want to do away with what we've already, mm-hmm. what we've already accomplished. And yet that reminder of, I was so capable. I was so capable of all of this. Of course, I'm going to be capable of this next version. Amen. Point blank period. Like <laughs> point, point blank period for point sure. Blank period. And so like, as we wrap up our conversation, I'd love to get your definition of reinvention and for our listeners and for our viewers, how do you take all of what you've done and use it as a catalyst for that next version that you're looking to achieve? I think um, for me, the most important part is, is is to dream big and never limit myself and having the courage to, to, yeah, it seems like it's going to be really hard. It's going to be really difficult, but you have to give yourself the shot. You have to take the shot. Yeah. If you don't take the shot, you're you're gonna every shot not taken is a shot miss. Like you're yeah. going to you're doing a disservice to the world. Like you have all these God given talents, mm-hmm. and by not cultivating them, by not continuing to pour into them, every you're doing a disservice to everyone around you and to yourself. So for me. I feel like I, I owe it to myself to continue to evolve and to to be kind to myself during the process and to yeah. give myself grace because I'm not going to know all the answers and I'm not going to have, you know, this picture perfect blueprint how to get from A to B. But what I, I do know I have is that I, I, I am ambitious and I know that I have that 
um, that drive to just keep going and keep pushing. And even if it's a tiny baby step, hey, it's a, it's a step in the it's right direction. You know, yes. that's all you can really ask of yourself. Um, and then to celebrate the now, right? Yeah. Um, my trainer would tell me all the time, like, okay, you hit this, you know, you, you lost X amount of weight, but I want you to like love where you're at now mm, and accept yeah. and, and feel beautiful and, and enjoy what you see in the mirror because you were here and now you're here. And I know you want to get there, but we need to celebrate where, where we were and where we're going and where we are currently. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That is amazing. And I love, I love how much grace how much grace you grace. give back to yourself for that. <laughs> all the grace. Right? And, and I think that's a good reminder for us all. Like we still have to give ourselves grace in the, what did you say? Like in the, in the midst of in the, the past chaos and, and the chaos, yeah, yeah, yeah. but in the present and yes. where you're going yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for just joining me for this conversation, yes. for sharing so much of your story. Thank you your for journey. having me. Always. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to another episode of The Road to Reinvention. If you find yourself moved or feeling free after tuning in, make sure to leave a review on your favorite listening platform and share this with someone you know who may be navigating a similar journey. You do not have to do this alone. To hang out with me more, head over to join our Fluency newsletter at shereldorsey.com. Until next episode, may you embrace your need to recreate, revitalize, and reinvent yourself over and over.